I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. Welcome to Cats Got Our Tongues. This is the University Star Sports Podcast, where the sports team and myself occasionally talk about Texas State and Texas State athletics. My name is Jacob Rodriguez. I am not the sports editor. I'm the editor-in-chief. Um, in a surprising twist of events, the <laughs> the reign of the Texas State sports prez has come to an abrupt halt. Uh, I think Andrew's moving today, so I decided to pop into the studio. I'm joined with my, one of my boys, one of the OGs of the sports section when I was there, uh, Colton McWilliams. Hey, how's it going, guys? Like I said, it has been pretty crazy because I was like, okay, Andrew's like, okay, we're getting, getting ready. And Andrew's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be here today. I'm like, oh, crud. So we've gone from Claire to Andrew and now you. So it's just been like a really crazy like chain of events. Going as long on. as someone's got the as, as long as someone's here. We can't break the streak. Too. No. It's 22 uninterrupted <laughs> weeks. That's almost half a year. Yes. Almost, nearly. Um, so just for your information also, Two weeks away from the A&M game, right-ish? Yeah, yeah, we're about two, two weeks away. Two yeah, two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. What day is today? Today is Wednesday, Thursday? Friday. Friday. Yeah, today is Friday. Yeah. yeah, we're about two weeks away. Um, Colton is wearing an A&M shirt and a Texas State hat, so <laughs> take that for what you will. Uh, let's just say, like, I got to support both schools because, like, I did go to A&M, and I've been to, like, five, like, games in Kyle Field and and I was there before they made the expand before they made all the changes and during the changes. So I've still got, let's just say I bleed maroon, and but yet a little white and a little bit of gold still comes out. So, so I think one of the first things that we want to talk about, and we were just talking about this in the newsroom right now, but just the quarterback situation at Texas State, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and just kind of backtrack for everybody to back to the spring game, right? So we had, of course, like everybody that was on the team last year, right? Tyler Vitt, Jalen Gibson. And then minus Willie, Willie Brown, or was it hmm? our previous previous starting quarterback? Oh, Willie Brown or Willie or Willie Jones? Brown. Oh, Willie Jones the third. Yeah, Willie Jones the third, yeah. Dang, I forgot about yes, it already. Everyone's... <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. So, like I said, we've had, like, a giant quarterback change because, like, Will, I think it was, like, Willie Jones III was, like, the original starting quarterback. And then he transferred to, like, Kilgore or, like, one of the community colleges. And now mm. you had Tyler Vitt and Jalen Gibson. But then you also bring in Gress Jensen from uh, Cal State Fullerton and also from Montana. So we had, like, a three-way quarterback battle. Like, everyone was just kind of interested who was going to emerge. So we get down to the spring game, right? You wrote that game, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And everybody throws pretty much it, it was, the garbage. Yeah, it was not a good... Like, even Bob State was like, yeah, that was like a terrible game. I like, was late to the game. I didn't even bother going to the press box. I just went straight to the sidelines. And I think I saw the last couple of throws from Vit, And then I saw uh, a few throws from Gresh. But I was just very unimpressed all yeah. around. Then, you know, we get a couple of like, you know... Like, we got Gresh and everybody kind of like lost yes. their mind. Everybody saw that Chase Hildreth from Last Chance U was going to come. And then he's not here anymore. No, he's not so, here. Yeah. So he was in the mix for a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think there was kind of a little bit of hype because, like you said, he was coming from Last Chance U. That's, like, the big Netflix series. And, like, I think they were currently on, like, in Independence, Kansas, mm-hmm. where the, their coach... For season three and four. Yeah, season three and four. And, like, the last season, their coach gets basically gets fired for, like, talking to, like, a German kid. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be your next Hitler or some shit, like, some stupid shit like that. But everyone thought Chase Hill was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be cool. But then like, we were even planning to do just a story. Yeah. Like a, and a feature on, you know, Chase Hildreth itself himself. But, but, but then it's hard to do when like he's not even on the roster. He's having. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, we're just scrolling through Twitter one day and then what happens? And then <laughs> we get like another transfer quarterback, Brady McBride from from Memphis. So he, he went to high school in Coppell, like which is in, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And he's. He was like the backup quarterback to the current Memphis quarterback. I don't know what's his name. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, on that team. I know. Like Memphis, like Memphis, the Memphis offense is like really good. And I guess he wanted, he saw like Jake Spavadol and uh, Bob Setter, now the offensive and head coach here at Texas State. And he's like, well, I'm going to, this is going to be my chance to come play. So he's not going to come play this first year. Like he's going to basically sit out one year and then he's going to have like three years of eligibility. So right now he's probably not going to be the focus on this quarterback race currently. That's more like into the future, I guess, maybe when Gresh is gone. Or you can't forget the true freshman. Oh yeah, the of, uh, Cedric Case. Yeah, yes. Cedric Case out of San Antonio. So I mean, I guess that could all potentially come into play. Yeah, uh, but probably not. As of late, we've been hearing a lot of Gresh Jensen versus Tyler Vitt. And it's really the other way around, actually. Yes. Because it's really Tyler Vitt versus Gresh Jensen. It's yes. his spot to lose. Mm-hmm. So, Bobstead, like, came Which in. is my boy. I'm the mayor <laughs> of Vitt Marcos and the Vitt Marcos movement. And he's on my fantasy team. So. <laughs> but Bobstead came in, I was like, this week during the press conference, and now it's like, well, we're going to. It's a two quarterback race now between Gresh Jensen and Tyler Vitt, and Jalen Gibson's basically going to be battling for the backup role so it was kind of like okay now we've got clarity like who we've got like one person's like already knocked down now we're gonna see who the final two who's gonna make it out between the final two and i think it's gonna be an interesting race because bob said talked about both gresh and vit like vit's probably he said vit's got the strength of like because he's more of a runner like he when everything breaks down he's probably gonna run but with gresh jensen he talked about like he's the most prepared quarterback he's ever met. Like, he's like when he talks about Gresh, he's always in the film room, like, studying the next opponent, like, what is he going to do with the offense? And, like, when he's on the line, what, is he, what does he see? So it's almost, like, that's why I lean more towards Gresh. Because, like I said, he is the more, I think he's What does just, that make me think of my boy? What is he doing? <laughs> just not doing like, anything in the film room? But no. He's eating Skittles right outside the meeting room or being, something? Being Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> But no, it's interesting when hearing both of them talk about each other. Like, Vitt's learned a lot from Gresh, and maybe that's when, like, maybe that preparedness, like, is going to help Vitt maybe earlier. So I just think, I don't know. I I, I really like Vitt, mostly just because he can take a punch. He took Mm -hmm. a a lot of really hard hits. And I remember distinctly in the UTSA game, I was like, they're definitely going to pull him. Like, he's taken at least three or four, like, major hits. But no, he stayed in the whole game. He. Almost threw lights out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they ran from the end zone. Yeah, know, that was... Whatever. <laughs> trying to get over it. Uh, that was... <laughs> Even I want... Like, I... Because I still kept up... Keep up with all the Texas football... And I just saw the Texas State UTSA game, and I saw that play, and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, what's what's going on? Yeah. That was a... Uh... Well, 
<laughs> I don't want to talk about it. No. Anymore. All right. So now that we talked about the quarterbacks just a little bit, let's uh let's kind of double back and go back to our, our main reporter, I guess, on everybody else in the Sun Belt, Sean and Chando, who will be joining us by phone lines. Boom. And on the phone lines now, Sean on Chando. Sean, what do we have for your preview this week? We got South Alabama playing in San Marcos this for what is this week? Uh like week nine or week ten. And so So yeah, we're 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 pretty much almost over, done with this whole thing. In this like week nine or ten, right? That you've like predicted games and stuff like that, or just like previewed all the teams for us basically. Like what yeah. Where do we sit right now in your own head going into this game? Uh, like, So I have us at 4-4 four and four, uh, after this point. Okay. Um, so they're looking – Texas State's looking good. Um, if anyone is uh, is has, like, an optimistic look on this season, I, I think this is where you – this is best-case scenario, in my opinion, and going into the South Alabama game. You really have a, a, a really winnable game. Um, and also, um, last year's matchup, you really, you really want to get, you, you really want to get that game back. It was, it was a game where, where they led 17 to three, uh, at the end of the first quarter, then they blew that lead. Then they, they scored two more, uh, Texas State scored two more touchdowns and then, uh, South Alabama came back again and ended up winning that game 41 to 31. So it was, it was kind of an an embarrassing loss. It's probably one of the, the main reasons why uh, Coach Withers isn't here anymore. It was, I, was a South Alabama game. I think I distinctly remember us being up in the first and the second half, or the first and the second quarter, I should say. And then I checked my phone the second time, and we lost. <laughs> I was furious. I was like, we can't catch a break. <laughs> it, was, it was so weird because, like, I was, I was watching the, the I was watching the highlight. I remember watching it last year, and then I went back to it. And I was like, man, this is a disappointing game because they they actually played really well. Like Willie Jones had like a 50 yard uh, rushing touchdown. He threw. He actually had a lot of throwing yards, but like for some reason they they just couldn't put put them away. And I think that's kind of what I've been telling a lot of people is that like, yes, we do have a football team. Yes. We do have like a pretty, you know, long tradition in comparison to some other schools in Texas of like, you know, an almost winning tradition. We are a winning football team too, in comparison, like just the holistic record itself. It's not a lot, but at least we do have two national championships. You, yeah, not, not a lot of football teams can say like we've got n- one national championship, but it, two. <laughs> exactly. But at any rate, like the wins that we do have, like, you know, usually nobody cares about. No. And also, like when we are playing good and then we just can't come down with the win, it's usually like in some state that nobody was going to go to the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Like Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also it's been four. What has it been? Four or five years since they've had a decent record. And you're you're telling this to a bunch of college kids that don't really know about the Texas State tradition of when they were winning national championships or when they had uh, Barrick Neely back in 2005 when they uh, won the Southland Conference and they those those teams were really good but no one a lot of people weren't were were like in elementary school or middle school back then and they didn't really know about it so I, I 
that, that that might be a lot of the the reason like no one really knows it, what all the tradition that goes on at Texas State. You know, I got to talk to to Ricky Sanders once, it, specifically oh, because yeah, yeah, he was at the game last year. Yeah. But specifically, I was talking to him because of the homecoming issue, you know, so I wanted to do a big piece on, like, the national football teams and, you know, just doing stuff like that. It didn't end up happening because, you know, we just ran into the deadline for print and I just ended up reprinting, like, the national, like, championship story that ran, you know, like, way back when. So it kind of worked out. But I was just, like, asking Mr. Sanders, I was like, hey what did it feel like to actually like kind of own the town though? You know, like you guys must've been untouchable. And he was like, the swagger was incredible. And I think we all thought we were like that. Nobody could touch us basically. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that San Marcos is a great college town. And uh, I don't think a lot of people realize it because I don't know if you saw that, that top 10 list of, of best college towns. Of course they have like uh they have, like, Austin and College Station. They have, like, I think number one was Madison, Wisconsin. But, like, a very underrated one, it has to be San Marcos. And no one's going to talk. Of course, I don't, no one expected them to be, like, in the top ten or anything like that. But it's also, like, it's, it's a true college town where people, the, the, whenever it's summertime, there's no one, there's literally no one in that town. <laughs> it's weird. I, I know you, I'm not in San Marcos right now, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's easy to drive around right now for you guys to go, go over there to the studio. But, like, whenever everyone gets, whenever uh, the fall classes roll around, then you have everyone there. Um, it, it's just like a part, you know, Texas State has that party atmosphere, and I, I, I just think it's, I, I can't even imagine what how it was when they were actually good in that town, in, in San Marcos. What's also weird about Texas State in general is that, you know, we went from SWT, which was known as like the preeminent party school mm-hmm. in probably the country at the time. Yeah. And now we're a tier one research institution. Like, well, how does that even have tier two, tier one? <laughs> I don't know. But now we're searching for the football identi- identity again. Yes. Which if we had just stuck with that, I don't know. <laughs> I also blame LBJ not having his presidential library in San Marcos as that, too. But it was so disrespectful, <laughs> but whatever. But, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Give it to little bitty Texas State? Could you imagine how developed, though, this area would be? I know. Be? It would be expensive to go here. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's for yeah. the best. Yeah. Anyway, Sean, on to your, <laughs> to your preview. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, um, so going to this game, uh, well, last year, South Alabama they they ended up their season going three and nine. One of those wins was against Texas State. Um, this year they're projected to be the uh, 127th in the nation, um, which is I don't I think there's only 129 teams. No, 130. Um, how many is there, uh, Colton? There's 130 like FBS teams currently. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> one of the worst. They're projected to be one of the worst teams in the country, uh, but. Um, I don't, I, this co- Coach Steve Campbell, he's in his second year. And he's he's hoping to to fix his team. He, but <laughs> just looking at this team, it's kind of ridiculous what he was doing last year. I mean, he loves to run the ball. Uh, they ran the ball 30 times a game, but they only averaged uh, 4. Yards, 4.1 yards per game. They ranked 124th um, in the S&P um, as a running team. 
And despite being ranked 53, um, 53 and passing last year, they just refused to throw the ball. They're both, they have like a two-quarterback system. Well, not really two-quarterbacks. Uh, they were not Cole Gavin at the end of the season. But they're completing around 65% of their passes. So I was like, what? I, I couldn't figure out why they just would not throw the ball. Yeah. But, um, so so that was, that was kind of weird. Yeah. And, uh, but... And also, they're they're losing most of their team. <laughs> so they're they're losing both their quarterbacks. Uh, their leading receiver isn't going to be there, and their two top running backs are also not going to be there. So yeah. Yeah, when I was reading, like it was like Bill Colony's like uh, football preview when he went when he goes over like all 130 like FBS teams. It was the way he talked about South Alabama. It was like. They were going through like a complete, like almost a year zero type situation where they're just basically building from like the ground up. Oh yeah, it, it's it, this. We might be looking at a, it's gonna be a totally different team from what Texas State uh, faced last year because they're pretty much if all their the players that did make plays last year are not going to be there. So it is a true um, year zero part two. Um, for Al- South Alabama, so I, um, it, it, I, I just, I know I'm, I'm kind of skipping to like what I think is going to happen in this game. I, I just don't see South Alabama winning this game. Their, their defense was also awful last year, um, and they lost most of their 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 best players on defense. Like I was saying earlier, if any, if they have any strength, it might be in their front, uh, their front seven. Because they're they're pretty good uh, D tackles, but other than that, it, it, um, it's go, it looks like it's going to be a rough season for South Alabama, um, Texas State. I think they they should be playing at a high level at this point. They'll, they'll they're whoever's starting at quarterback, which <laughs> that's a whole other story with uh, what's his name coming in from Memphis. What's his name, Colton? Like, yeah, Bra- Brady McBride. Yeah, from yeah the transfer from Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll know who the starting quarterback is uh, by then. Um, Texas State is projected their win percentage is at around eighty percent. Uh, I predicted thirty-one to twenty uh, Bobcat victory. That that should put us at five and four going into the Troy game. The the the, the toughest part of the season when they they play. Troy in San Marcos, and they go to App State, to, um, and then they they'll end the season with Coastal. They'll end the season with Coastal Carolina, but they just have to win one more game after this to be become bowl eligible, which would be pretty exciting times in this city. That'd be kind of crazy. I uh, know that would be really crazy if we got the bowl eligibility. And I liked our you know our home games the most, I think, just because they give us the most you know. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. like. I definitely think they, room they for have success? a favorable, um, like home schedule. And you, if if they if they go out and and beat, well, they're I'm predicting they're beating South Alabama, and then they're playing Troy, who who might be one of the top teams in in the conference. I don't know. They got a new coach, um, but it, it's gonna be that's gonna be a wild game if 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 they are five five and four at that point. Because they, they played Troy pretty tough last year. Um, I know they got blown out, but, like, in the first half, it was it was only, like, a one-touchdown game from what I remember. And and Texas State's defense played one of their better games. Well, better halves. 
<laughs> it got out of hand in the second half, but they, it was it was pretty close in the beginning, so it it, it should be pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Sweet. So that's pretty much the episode. Next week we'll be back with Claire and you know just our regular scheduled programming. Okay. So see you then. I'm Jacob Rodriguez, the editor in chief of the University Star.